Lauren, your host. Welcome back to Radically Loving. I am currently, so you can get a little bit of the scene, I am currently just sitting on my couch, recovering food poisoning. I've had it for about five days, but it's this is the best it's been so far, but I'm still taking it easy. And I just truly believe and know in my heart that whenever we are sick or whenever we are feeling um, a deep sense of rest and feeling a deep need and desire for this, it is a deep call and a deep knocking. (laughs) I feel like a big knocking on our shoulder on our windows to do so and it is a time to fully surrender into that and not to push and not to go beyond especially in a circumstance where I mean if this is (laughs) sensitive for you please um just for a moment um I believe that even in like a literal purging uh where there is a physical release Uh, I really truly believe that this is so powerful for us. I believe that when we are purging out and removing and detoxing, our body is literally ejecting and removing all that is not serving us. And although it may feel like it is a physical level and it can be a physical level as well we can see um some physical transformation as well at at the other side of things um sort of like a refresh for the body a little empty vessel to restore renew and fill up and begin again um with a whole new vessel um kind of like the the slate is wiped clean so yeah I just think that this is a beautiful initiation and a time to really take stock and sit with this sit with these times if you have gone through it recently or uh, you feel like just this deep calling to rest even if you don't feel physically ill take that know that that calling is there for a reason and take as much as you can of that rest of that ease because on the other side of it is rebirth and I'm just sitting here yeah just thinking about this whole experience and how I do feel like this was a literal purging of all the old and yeah again although it felt very much of the physical whatever was in my stomach being purged um that was not sitting well with me any longer i also feel like it had a lot to do with the external and the energetics of the things that i was holding on to like a actual purging of things that i have needed to let go for a long time and haven't. For those of you who know me, I loathe throwing up. <laughs> I It's one of my least favorite things. Always have hated it anytime I've ever been sick. Hated it when I was in my party phase. I would drink all the time and then the next day it would just be an all-day thing and it was miserable. So 
that's why I don't really drink anymore. I don't drink anymore. I have like a drink if that, and I'm, I'm aiming to get to the point of full sobriety, like no alcohol. So yeah, I, yeah, I just really dislike it. (laughs) I just, I don't know who really can enjoy it. It's painful. Um, it made my throat hurt because it's just like acid burning you. So yeah, it's just not the best time, not the most enjoyable time. So yeah, I do not enjoy it, but I do feel like the two to three days that it was happening, that there was an emotional release and a surrender into, okay, especially because this was supposed to be one of my biggest, busiest weeks. (laughs) It was also that invitation to be like, screw the, you know, the universe was being like, stop planning, stop planning so far ahead. Stop looking for the progress or uh, searching for the checking off the boxes and really just go in and just, you know, do get the things done while also adding in the rest. And that was not really where my head was at. I was excited because I was like, yes, I get a whole week. I'm going to get these. I had three interviews done, uh, scheduled, and I was like, I'm going to have these ready back to back. So I just can have some, just some progress that will make me feel like, okay, like these are secured. These are done. I don't have to worry. I only have to just do the intro when the week comes. And yeah, it just, for some reason that apparently that planning was just a little too much for my system. And my guides very much have been telling me I can do that. And that is fine, but there has to be the balance still. And this week was not going to be that. I had it pretty much like do to do, get things off, checking the boxes. This is my week. I'm supposed to be in my inner summer for my menstrual cycle. Um, so I'm supposed to be in this time of just in ovulation and just going and doing it. And yeah, if it, it feels very much normally inner summer feels very masculine and it feels very like a time that I can get things done. So I was excited and source and my guides had other plans for me and they were like, it doesn't always have to be that way either. You know, as much as it is amazing to have these times in our life where we can be more productive, we must not or we should no longer really equiv- equivalate. <laughs> that's the word that's coming through, but I know that that's not really a word. Um, we shouldn't compare our worth to what we are getting done and the progress and you know all of that and the productivity, if that is what we are defining ourselves as, that is what will get us to to be successful. And then in the next breath, we want our businesses to be run with ease and 
um, not stress and yeah, and to be run in a different way, the universe is going to call us back into alignment and say, wait a minute, I thought you wanted this to be easeful. I wanted, I thought you wanted to be successful through the lens of rest. And that was the complete opposite of that. So yeah, it's just a little knock and a time to surrender. And although it may not be the most fun, I've also been off my rituals because it's been honestly hard to do much with the fatigue and just the lack of appetite. But yeah, we're just here. We're learning and we're sitting with it. And today I have a beautiful day of, it's it's actually a really beautiful sunny day. And I, and I do, I got a podcast done yesterday and I was so excited for that guest. And I got, I have one scheduled for this evening and a whole nother situation got rescheduled. And that's just, I feel like just more alignment, more ease coming into my life. Cause I honestly, to, to be real with you, I, as much as I wanted to do this meeting and wanted to have the conversation that I was going to have today, because it was going to be incredible. Um, I really didn't have the energy. So it, it all, it, it all happens in divine timing. It all is perfect. And as long as we trust that, as long as we know that when the time comes, when we have those conversations, when we plan these things, everything's going to fall right into alignment just as it's meant to. And maybe it wasn't going to, if we had done it or forced it or somehow made it happen. Right. So yeah, we're just always trusting and listening, listening. And I just wanted to share a, a little bit. Not that was sort of a long intro to <laughs> this whole podcast. But before I got into the magic of the guests that you are going to be hearing, I just wanted to share a little update. Um, I'm trying to plan some solos, but I'm just working out where it really feels like it fits and yeah, we're just going to feel it out. And I would love your input. If that is something you want to hear more about, if you want me to just go on my rambles, or if there's a specific topic you'd like me to talk about, I'd be so honored to hear your wisdom and what you want to share with me. I'm an open book. I'm ready to receive. And yeah, other than that, everything is, everything is beautiful. And I'm so excited for you guys to experience this beautiful guest, this incredible friend of mine that I'm so honored to have had on here. And she truly is such a good friend, another internet friend, another wise, wise soul. In this episode, you will be hearing all about womb wisdom. You get to learn about Sahar and her journey and what she wants to put onto the world. But we really go into a lot of womb magic and she truly is a keeper of the feminine mysteries, a guide and a fellow traveler into the depths through the path of embodiment and a true priestess, a priestess of the womb. So I am just so honored to have this sweet spirit on this podcast and you will be so 
embodied afterwards, after hearing these codes, these womb codes that truly are so crucial. If you are a man, even listening to this podcast, we welcome you to please continue in listening. If you know, if you heard that, you know, it's going to be about the womb and you were like, oh, peace out. I, I invite you to actually stay and listen because it's so crucial, crucial for us to all be on the same page and have the same awareness. And as much as so many women, so many of us are learning things that we have never been taught and we are just opening the realm of possibilities of what we are capable of. And this, this conversation has a ton to do with the masculine as well, because they're one, this is such a piece of all of us. We both have the feminine and the masculine, but for the masculine to also hold space for women, people who experience a menstrual cycle, for the women out there who need the masculine, the feminine who need the masculine to support and honor and hold space for this sacred time, the experience, the journey that we go through each month is so important, so vital. And really you guys being along for the journey really allows that, you know, that separation to dissipate completely, that it's not just our journey. It's your journey too, because we, we need the support just as much as we need the time, the space alone. And yeah, and just also that honoring is huge. Um, instead of that, what we have been taught or what we grew up with is like, ooh, la 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 la, don't talk about that. Um, gross, right? So yeah, really stepping into like, how can we actually change how we look at this process is just yeah, I just want to in, invite that into the conversation as well and just invite all who are listening to just hold space for that energy. And yeah, it's truly a beautiful conversation and I am just so excited for you guys to hear it all. Before I go too far in, I also want to point out that we do discuss things that can feel triggering to some to that may feel um, uncomfortable. And for me as well, and for so many who were still becoming confident in this lingo and we're still learning just having grace with yourself in this moment when the uncomfort when the discomfort yes lauren love it (laughs) when the discomfort comes forward really noticing it in your body and feel into it whether it is actually yours or was it something you picked up as you grew up when you were growing up someone you experienced, something you experienced, really diving into what is making you uncomfortable uh, instead of judging what is being spoken about or just projecting onto the conversation, your experience, and honoring that within you because it is so okay where you are at. We We have all been there. There are still words, things that I feel come up in my body, even though I'm still just one of those people that I'm like, let's go, let's get uncomfortable. But I can feel it. Sometimes I can feel it. Some words I know because it's not mine. I know that it's from past lives and growing up, like being in school systems, whatever, you know, 
how boys were raised, how boys talk to girls about their menstrual cycle and actually like also like the sexualized side of it all. And it's, it's just also, it's natural. So removing that sexual perspective as well, even though that is an extremely important part as well. And, and a whole nother topic that we should definitely get into, but yeah, just removing it and remembering it is such a natural process and for us women to be so deeply devoted and connected to this womb space, this life-giving space that we have in our body, it is so powerful. So I just wanted to share that, yes, there may be some things that may come up in this conversation, and I just invite you to just feel it out and honor it and continue listening and see how it just makes you expand you know like it's if you feel that discomfort know that it is inviting you to seek and hear and learn something even if you don't agree even if you don't agree that is okay we can all have our opinions but taking the time to hear someone else's opinion is so important and this is how we grow and this is also how we can learn more about ourselves so yeah that is mainly it i'm just so excited for you to dive into this episode thank you for this for listening to this long long intro but yeah i just wanted to give a little life update a little a little love note and yeah, I don't want to talk too much more. I want you guys to experience this magical episode for yourself. The magical essence of Sahar. (sighs) Let's dive in, you guys. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. You are so, so loved. Here we go. have a very very special friend on here right now I am so excited for you guys to meet and hear all of her magic all of her sweetness my dear dear friend Sahar Sloan I'm so happy you're here I'm so excited like I just feel so honored to get to connect with you in this way and just bring some magic to all of the listeners and just shed some light on some things hopefully and share our message together so I feel so excited to see you always and connect of course I love you I'm so excited okay how is your heart today sweet friend Mm, um, so it's interesting even before we hopped on the recording me and Lauren were just talking about bringing in the exact feeling and emotions and beingness within us to this space. Um, Because for as excited as I feel, I'm still holding a lot of like grief and fear and sadness and like all the like really heavy emotions. But it's such an incredible reminder of like this reminder of 
oh, excuse me, multidimensionality, um, this fact that we can hold space for all of the really good feelings, but also the really heavier feelings. Um, so it feels cool just to remember that to access a lot of different things at once, just excitement and grief and everything in between. Um, but so excited to be here and just, it feels like a portal stepping through just because I've never done anything quite like this, but I feel so ready and it feels like a big step and just sharing the medicine with whoever's ready to listen. And yeah. Yes, she is magic, you guys. Her heart is so, so big. And I hope you can just feel the love that I'm feeling right now. It's just so sparkly and magical. The energy is just beautiful yeah I just have chills um, I'm currently looking at beautiful the beautiful moon and this is my doo-doo friend who is the womb wisdom queen so we are deeply connected to the moon and we are just yeah surrendering to it all just like you were saying I love that you are accepting the exact expression that you're in and feeling it all, all the highs, all the lows, all of it in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so excited for you to share, yeah, the wisdom yeah. you really- Oh my gosh, yes. I love too that you're looking at the moon. I was thinking about the moon last night, actually like looking up at her and just thinking about just, she's one of darkness, just like our feminine. And it's so cool just to have that reminder and mirror of the moon, it's like, Wow, look at her up there she's shining in all of this darkness but it's so beautiful at the same time and it feels so scary um often but just to remember like that's part of us like all of that darkness all of those feelings it's not like they just get swept away now that we're on this path of ascension or this journey inwards it's not all as they say rainbows and butterflies um there's so many peaks and valleys and everything in between and I just love that reminder of having the moon as our mirror. It's like, oh, it's okay to shift seasons. It's okay to shift phases. Obviously, why I love the cycle, but I'm sure we'll get into that in just a little bit. Yes. It's a beautiful reminder, though. Yeah. And she's also just, it is like still daylight right now. Uh, so it's just one of those beautiful mirrors also like she's just shining anyway like even though yeah. it's like really her time like she's still like I'm here <laughs> she's like okay don't forget about me it's like okay I won't <laughs> oh so tell our listeners our beautiful listeners we want to know about little Sarah we want to know about your inner child uh, it's so funny. So for everyone, I know y'all can't see me. Um, I've been doing so much work with my inner child recently. Um, I've been in therapy and I'll get into this in a little bit, but something my therapist recommends is having this little visual aid. And I have literally right here, my stuffed animal. Um, because I was like, how can I help remember that my inner child's here with me and to bring her essence in even to this conversation? Um, even in a day when I felt some of the day felt a little unsettled. Um, but I have her for those that can't see me on my lap. It's just a physical representation of like a small child of my childlike essence. And it's, it's so cool. Um, I always thought inner child needed to be so focused on play. It's like, how can I have more fun? So that's usually what we hear. I feel like, but 
I'm realizing like having her inner child, you start to really reparent yourself through all of her fears, all the time she had extreme sadness or felt lost or alone. So just this physical representation, even I could just hug her and like, hang on to be like, you're safe. Like I've got you. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so I invite anybody listening to try it, even though it might sound a little crazy to some, um, but just having some sort of physical representation that you can hold and squeeze and put on your lap, like a little kid and be like, come here, I've got you, I'm taking care of you. So it's funny you asked me that because she's literally chilling right here on my lap. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah it's it's cool because it feels when you go into this journey of the inner child you don't realize often how heavy it's actually gonna feel or how I mean honestly terrifying for some of us I mean I believe that we all have our own traumas um but something I learned from a teacher of mine says that trauma is anything that was less than nurturing. So often our society, our parents raised us as best they could, obviously, um, but there are those things that are accepted as normal in our society and that are actually quite traumatic for children. Um, and so that's been something really interesting to be working with is really reclaiming her. Um, and like going back and getting the pieces of her I left with my parents or at my house when I was younger, my old middle school, it's like, let me go back and reclaim those pieces because I left her somewhere along the way. And it's such a journey of wholeness, like getting our wholeness over oh, always whole. It's reclaiming those parts of us to reclaim our wholeness. And I feel like the inner child is such a huge part of the journey because we don't even realize like, oh my gosh, I left her back here in this person's pocket. Let me go get her. It's been a really powerful, challenging journey, but so rewarding at the same time, just really going back to those memories and reprogramming them in my subconscious and retraining my nervous system that she's safe and yeah, all the things. I love what you said about how it is it's so true it's it's the things that have been that we have been conditioned just as normal and i've had mm -hmm. a similar experience going deeper with my inner child trauma and just wounds that i hold in my body and i also hold this like grief and also guilt for feeling like it's something mm -hmm. we need to get over also because there's such guilt because you're like Oh, like, you know, they did the best they could, you know, like you want to mm -hmm. be like, oh, that that's nothing compared to what some people go to. So oh, yeah, it's so in the head and we, we get wrapped up in that, but it's still so important. It's such important mm -hmm. for us to still feel because when you're little, the emotions are so oh, yeah. high. Everything is way more heightened, especially as like highly sensitive people and empaths, uh, it's just, it's way more extreme than like yeah. what the actual maybe situation looked like. Um, so feeling what they felt in that moment, regardless of what it like mm -hmm. looked like when we're older or in their eyes, you know, it's yeah, really grace yeah. with that little, little one. Yeah, That's so true though. It's like, we hold so much guilt often. And something that I realized that I did, as most people do, it's like, oh, like I think back to my childhood, it's like, well, I had a, 
fine childhood. I grew up in a like Catholic loving family and it's like, oh, there's no reason for me to feel this way almost. You tell yourself the story, but then when you really start to get back in the family of origin and start to look at the relationships, like what did I pick up from mother? Or what did I pick up from father? Um, and start to see your adaptive responses. It's like, oh my gosh, like as an adult, something that I should, well, I want to say air quotes, should be able to handle my nervous system is reacting like a child would. And it makes a hard time for an adult because your nervous system just doesn't know how to respond. Um, but it's been really cool to the whole journey of the inner child because I truly believe she lives in like the lower part of our belly where our soul lives and so much of the womb work together combined it's like reclaiming all the pieces it's the inner child it's the goddess it's the soul all in the like the pelvis our ancestors I'm like y'all do you see the magic of this space everything is here it's an inner body and it's just cool to to start seeing the pieces kind of align in that way. It's like, it's not just the inner child. It's, I mean, the goddess queen also is there, but it's like the, the dark mothers there, like all of it. It's so powerful. It's a fertile space. I just get so excited about it. I'm like the womb space. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. And I let's like actually dive in there while we're here and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come back. Yeah. We'll come back to these questions. Yeah. Um, while we're in like, yeah, that womb, it's uh, what was coming through is something that I have picked up and learned, but it's something you talk about. I know. Um, is this like lineage also of how we are within the other women Mm. forever like decades mm -hmm. like generation on generation right it's yeah, you, yeah. So. it's so powerful because if you like close your eyes and you feel into your womb space like you might not feel much there but if you put your hands on your hip points and you feel like the stability and the strength of your pelvis like the muscle, or the muscles and the bones, but really the bones um, that you just realize, oh my gosh, my ancestors like live in these bones. This is generations and years of history living here. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, huh, okay. Um, but it's crazy because there is a thing too, as well, us as women, especially, um, and we all have done this, but we lived in our mother's eggs when she was in our grandmother's um, uterus. And it's like, wow, we literally were a part of her. So, so much of the conditioning and so much of the things that were passed down, the energies even we picked up because we were literally there in our grandmother when we were in our mother as an egg. So y'all can imagine like our lineage is so important. Our generational traumas that we've picked up along the way it's all related um that's why I feel like the inner child work and the womb work is so important because it's all like generational work it's in our ancestors it's to the beginning of time um I just had that conversation yesterday but that's a whole other tangent that I'll wait to get on um but yeah it's just amazing especially as women I personally believe that we come from this matriarchy centuries ago where 
the womb was worshipped in a way. It's like it was womb religion. Um, the whole towns celebrated menstruation and the calendars, like women bled around the moon. And it was this beautiful ceremony and magical time of the whole town would honor. And it's so powerful. I'm like, holy crap, like this is insane. I don't see, uh, I wish everyone knew the magic. And that's what I hope to bring at this point. So it's so huge. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for going there. I am so excited because I really just want to host like a red tent, like workshop. <laughs> Same. Same. Like, I just want to like go away with other women and just like, you know, just mm-hmm. sink up in that way and just also just take that time away because it's so important. Yes. And I'm sure you can just address that even more. But I, I just also just, I, I'm just so grateful that you're here sharing all of it. Yeah. 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 I love the idea of the red tent and I haven't ever read the book or anything, but it was such a ceremony of women going away and they would all bleed together and they would have visions together, like in these spaces of just resting. It's a super yin fertile, like receptive time. So they're literally receiving downloads from God, like no big deal or anything. Um, but to honor each other and women in this way, um, I mean, there's so many components combined. It's like the sisterhood wound and just honoring our bodies. And I could also go off on a whole other thing. Um, But it's so cool. Just the ceremony of menstruation. It's been so looked down upon in our society. Now it's shameful and dirty and gross. Um, But something I've been learning recently and really anchoring to is that we all come from the mother. Um, All of our first scent was womb blood and so if we even smell womb blood it's brings us back to our birth it's um it can feel very traumatic for some people just even being around like their blood because it reminds them of the separation of like oh my gosh it's when I was literally separated from my mother so it can bring up so many feelings of just distrust in their body and um yeah all these things but it's actually the retethering and then we think about, well, I come from this great mother, this cosmic womb, the void, the blackness, it's like that's our great mother. Um, so it's just such a cool journey of like separation, but not really separation and retethering through our bodies. And it's so beautiful, so powerful. It truly is. I'm so honored that I get to be a part of this journey with you and we get to re- program our own selves, but then we also, you know, future-wise get to bring children, you know, young women, (laughs) raise young women into this without that disgust Mm -hmm. and that discord towards it will be a beautiful relationship Mm -hmm. from day one, right? You know, that knowledge of it. And then welcoming, welcoming, I plan to have my daughter's daughter, um, to be have like a ceremony on her first bleed, like, and it's still uncomfortable for me to say, but it's, it it is that conditioning, like that Mm -hmm. it is gross and it is not natural. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what it's so silly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to just Mm. be a part of that transition. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing to realize 
um, like when you have children, it's like, I can honor her so deeply in that way. So that when she has her first period, she doesn't have to have the shame, like the uncertainty, the confusion, um, that a lot of us did a big part of the journey back into womb wisdom is looking at your first menstruation. It's called menarche. Um, and it's like, who was around at that time? How was it received? How did I feel in that moment? Cause I know like, I remember when I first started, I was so excited (laughs) and I remember like running to my mom, like, Oh my God, I just started my period. This is amazing. And she was like, why are you so excited? And that was like imprinted on me forever until everything shifted. But I always had that excitement for like womanhood. And it's like, you're one of the first initiations really into your feminine, which is huge. And so many of us didn't have that, um, but I love what you said just about wanting to have your daughter. And I saw a post the other day um, and the woman was talking about, I do it for my future daughter. So she doesn't have to go through this um, journey alone and go to the underworld alone because the whole process is such a journey of death and rebirth every single month, like the shedding, the letting go, the journey into literally the underworld, your darkest shadows and fears and how amazing would it be for women to not have to do that by themselves or to feel like they had support to go to their darkest darks to really fully let it go and feel supported in that way I'm like wow it's like the future I'm just so excited for us to have the knowledge that we can bring to future generations not even just women now because it's like how cool would it be to be honored from the very beginning and to rest fully when they need to rest and go inwards and to understand their cyclic nature versus being like, I'm trying to make it in this patriarchal linear world. This feels really uncomfortable. I don't really know what to do. (laughs) So it's so amazing that we get to bring this to every woman, every man. I'm like, hey, everybody, come on. (laughs) Everyone is involved. Everyone is along for this journey. I love that. Yeah. And since you brought up that initial moment, I I just like, I just want to hold you. It's so sweet that you were like, so excited. Like I think that is the sweetest thing. Cause you know, like this was obviously destined to be your journey. Like, oh yeah. Like how powerful is that? Like you knew from the moment you were like, this is important. Like, yay. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was such a powerful moment. It's funny because the the memory is so strong and ingrained in my system. I mean, the excitement was unreal. I was like, this is the best day of my life. And I just remember feeling so confused. I was like, why? Like my mom had talked to me about, um, she was a nurse and talked to me about my cycle. And like, this is what a uterus looks like, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't, I was like, this is so cool. Like my body's doing this. And yeah, that will forever be ingrained, but it was so destined. Um, this journey, I I can't imagine not knowing my cycle. And although, I mean, there's no perfect cycle, but sometimes it looks differently than I would like for it to. It's, it teaches me to honor myself in different phases and seasons. And it helps me honor other women, especially it's like, oh, they're in a different season than me. That's fine. That's great. They're fully honoring that time for them. And so it gives us to an understanding and a language of our emotions and waves and all the things. So it's so, so me, I'm like, 
Wow. <laughs> Where are you at currently? I'm on day 19. Yeah. I, I used to track a lot more closely and now I do kind of a loose tracking. Um, and it's funny cause my cycle has been really long. Um, my last cycle is like 36 days, I think 37 days, which is a little bit on the longer side, obviously, but, um, I've had a lot of really immense stress. Um, but it's cool because I know that my body ovulates later and my cycle, it's usually for most people, it's around day 14 and I'm usually around day 18 or 19. Um, so it's funny cause it, my cycle is so long, but it helps me know. I'm like, okay, this is just something she does. She doesn't really ovulate very soon. And every cycle is different, but yeah, I'm, I'm near ovulation. So it's, a, I can feel it being on the later side, <laughs> um, which is funny just because I'm like, okay, I'm ready for it, but honoring where she's at. <laughs> yeah. I am in spring. So yeah. oh. just in that coming out yeah. <laughs> bring us such a fun energy those first few days um so anybody that is listening inner spring represents after your menstruation or this pre-ovulation phase um so i'll go into a little if that's cool with you i'm like people might not know yeah. um so your inner winter is your menstruation time so it's your bleeding time and then the inner spring is right after you bleed and so you're kind of coming out of this womb temple or dark coal, however you want to look at it. And then your ovulation, of course, is like your summer and you're usually pretty outwards. You have a lot of energy, your hormones are up. And then your autumn, which is usually pretty long, um, is your luteal phase. And it's that kind of wild woman essence. Um, people like to think they have PMS here, which is not actually a thing, just so everybody knows. Um, which I'd love to touch on that too. The PMS is just your body trying to get your attention. It's not actually normal, um, which I mean, what is normal anyways, but like the bloating and the pain, these are not things that are actually conducive, obviously to a super healthy cycle. It's your body trying to be like, Hey, pay attention to me. I've got something to tell you. This is information for you to see into how you really did this month. So let's look at it. I'm going to make it really loud so you can't ignore it. <laughs> She's funny in that way. She likes to get your attention pretty loud. So yeah, it's so cool. The different seasons, you just watch yourself kind of glide through them just like nature. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not meant to stay feeling super high energy on the go, masculine energy all month. Oh yeah, I, I can allow myself to really rest here and like hormones are dropping. It just helps you honor your body and its needs so much more. So yeah, that's just a little intro for everybody. And I can go in deeper if we feel called later or y'all can DM me or whatever. Yes. Please reach out to this wise woman. Yes. No, it's, it's so true. And honestly, Sahar is the reason I like started tracking and started becoming even more curious because I was watching her breakthroughs. I was watching her connection with her body become so much stronger. And I'm just, I think that is the most important thing. So I was just like, Oh, like, let me go there. Yeah. <laughs> let me it's been so there. cool to watch you too. Cause it's like, I'll see you post about it and really honoring the energies and the cycles. And I know you and I have actually agreed on this where we actually feel more at home, usually in our 
like autumn and winter um me and lauren are more on the slower more like like yin feminine side kind of water um, energies and so we actually thrive more when we slow down and we let ourselves really honor that versus some women really thrive and they're more fiery warm seasons and that's totally fine but I know sometimes when you and I get to our summer it can feel almost overwhelming of like there's so much energy here I don't know what to do yeah those are major dancing months for me like I'm just like move the energy <laughs> like get it out mm-hmm. um yeah but I definitely have felt such like I yeah I'm kind of in that more loose tracking now I'm actually like mm-hmm. exactly with the month date right now so I wow, don't really that's so have cool. to yeah I'm kind of like that's okay amazing. like yeah it's the 12th it's 12th day. <laughs> um but yeah I'm kind of on that looser end just not really like tracking too much but I noticed when I like after I had done that after I had sat with it for like three months I was doing it more consistently like really letting myself mm-hmm. rest when I was in menstruation I feel that energy. I feel that that autumn, that time where we could be PMSing, we could be experiencing Mm -hmm. these feelings. I felt that like wasn't a thing that was not my natural state at all. It never was Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I wasn't seeing her. I wasn't allowing myself to take that rest, to take that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just, you know, just probably on autopilot. The entire Uh, (laughs) like, oh yeah, been there before. Um, and it's so cool just so everybody listening, it's so important to really try to rest as much as you can during those, I want to say winter months, I mean, inner winter, um, but it really, your menstruation is going to set you up for the whole month. So if we don't like let ourselves rest, it usually will cause a lot more of that pain, a lot more of those PMF symptoms because our body's like, Hey, are you going to listen or not? And when we do listen and we slow down, then she's like, okay. I'm pretty much good or it gives you more space to see the other kinds of shadows that maybe, you know, you weren't ready to look at yet. Um, but something I've learned too, even if you can integrate just 1% more, it's like, okay, maybe I can't rest the whole day on day one and listen to sound baths all day long and lay in bed and not do anything, which I would love. Um, but it's like, okay, how can I give myself even 1% more of that? Like maybe I'll, listen to one sound bath and really let myself rest and put my phone away and really just receive there. And I think it's so much of the intention of, okay, look, I'm give, I'm doing what I can right now. I'm going to honor you in the best way I can, but I am going to stop and listen and pause and give myself that. And I promise like, it'll make such a huge difference. Even just that little bit of change and shifting. Um, yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. And then we can take like a random month in the year and just go away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's something that um, when I first learned about all of this, some of my teachers recommended, they were like, okay, if you can't do it every month, totally fine. But every few months, try to plan accordingly for your big bleed, I think is what they call it, where you like lock yourself in your room or you tell your partner, your family, like, Hey, I am going inwards. I am not going to see anyone for three days. Um, I'm going to just like completely nourish myself and receive. If you can do that, like it is the most special, most profound bleeds like I've ever had. Um, 
but obviously our society, it's not always conducive for that. So maybe it's just, you plan three months in advance. You're like, okay, I see, I'm going to bleed here. Maybe I'll take myself away. Didn't you do that a few months ago? Yeah. I went to the beach alone and it was really nice to just be there for like, even just the main part of my cycle, my like menstruation, I mean, the mm-hmm. like the middle of that, that like full on. Um, yeah. And I just really rested and you catch yourself being like, I should be doing things. Oh yeah. <laughs> going to do this and this and this. And I'm like, no, really just like laying on the beach and reading is enough. Like we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, we're so programmed to be doing, doing, producing things, getting content out, whatever, which is amazing. But so can I really try to let myself receive here and honor that and just be open to whatever needs to come through? Um, it's cool too, because that menstruation time, it's a death rebirth process, but then it's also, um, or I meant to say it's a death process, but it's also such a birth process. So you think about your cervix is wide open. Like you are releasing, you are literally birthing something it's an energetic birth regardless it's just because it's not a physical baby you're like I'm still birthing something so it's like truly honoring that energy as well it's like maybe you need to scream like you're birthing a baby out like honestly or you need to just like fully give yourself that whatever needs to be let go of it's like okay I'm here's a space to do that I'm gonna be a laboring energetic woman <laughs> Um, it's so real, but it's kind of funny when you're like, okay, I'm going to go make birthing sounds in my room, BRB. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so good. Um, coming back, I just, I just, I know we're going to probably talk more. Yeah. Yeah. But coming back to this just little topic of inner child, um, before we get into more like what you do, uh, I would, we would just love to know, like, when you feel her essence, what does that feel like? What is what mm. is Sahar, little Sahar like? Mm. like? What is her energy? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, just being in therapy the past few months and really working with that inner child, I s- saw there's two different parts of her, I guess. There's a version of my inner child that w- was zero to three years old. And then there was a big shift after I was about four. Um, I'm just noticing some shifts in the family, but I look at these pictures of my inner child before age four. And I mean, there is this knowingness in her eye, this curiosity, this like laid backness or laid back energy, but just so wise at the same time. Um, but I mean, you can see that little cosmic glimmer in her eye. It's so cool to be so aware of um but she's just so loving and gentle and like empathetic but it's really interesting working with the inner child because I've seen such a shift of like when it really the adaptive responses really started to come online and you can see that in her face and her hands and her eyes of wow she's really trying to receive love or receive safety um but it's been such a fun practice of moments when I feel overwhelmed in my adult body. Think of my little, my little stuffed bunny. Um, but I kind of pull her close and I'm just like, you're so safe. Like you're so held. And I can feel her in the pit of my belly and I'll just put my hands there and picture my little girl. And it's like, wow, she just wants to be loved. And 
give love so badly and that's truly her intention um but it's it's been so fascinating the inner child journey um she's so pure really all children it's like wow there's just such an innocence there and a playfulness and it's like oh this pure white light I'm like wow so cool oh we love her she's so sweet thank you for sharing her with us was there ever a time in your life where you felt disconnected from her I mean it could be a story you know whatever the case whatever you do um honestly with just all this work I've been doing recently I didn't realize how disconnected I was actually um I mean, you hear people talking about disassociation, like, I don't do that. Like, I don't do that at all until I realized, oh my gosh, when's the last time I've been in my body? Um, So yeah, it's just that disconnect has been so loud, Um, but it's been cool, the energetics of my spirit wanting to reconnect with the inner child because she so badly wants to be in her body through this embodiment work, even through the womb work. It's such a path of embodiment. And I truly believe that's part of the inner child's journey just because she's, I mean, our soul, our spirit, our innocence. Um, and so, yeah, just through the womb work in a way I've realized I was disconnected, if that makes sense. Um, just because in wanting to connect, I realized, wow, I've gotten really far away I'm 20 feet up in the air. Where have I been all this time? Um, so it's been a really cool path together to use it that way. Cause I never really thought I was that far. I was like, oh, I'm right here. Like I'm meditating, I'm doing all the things. And I'm like, where the heck am I? I'm just so far away. <laughs> so yeah, no specific story that I can think of right now, but that's sort of been the energy I've been playing with the past few months. So just really retethering to the body and my soul which I believe is the inner child. Um, It's all just the same energy. I feel like it's so light and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's, that is perfect. The, the realizing and it's so true. I'm, I'm pretty much in a similar boat, even in the last episode with Yara, uh, she also shared something like she is just now realizing how disconnected she mm-hmm. has been. Um, and it wasn't just this like one time, you know, it's, it's kind of been like a span of times and yeah, I just honor her. Mm-hmm. Held and, yeah. The inner child journey is so powerful too, just because we're all children running around in adult bodies. Um, we truly are just trying to do our best and, all of our behaviors and things are from usually things we've picked up between zero and 14. So it's like, until we're conscious of those and aware of our patterns, we're operating from our inner child, basically, or our wounded inner child, I should say. Um, And it's just, again, reclaiming that part of us and reparenting ourselves of, I don't have to be that terrified little girl who disassociated because she was afraid and just wanted to be lovable still. Um, so it's really getting clear on your patterns as an adult. It's like, where did I pick this up? Did I get this or was this passed down for me from my mother, father, whoever, caretaker? 
Um, and how is it showing up in my life now? Does it really need to be that way? Most likely not. Um, and that's being willing to reparent yourself, not even looking for like a parent figure in a parent or even a partner. It's like, no, I have the power to reparent myself in this moment. No one else is going to actually do it for me. There's always some healing that can be done in relationships, but ultimately it's like, I can do that. I can foster that piece of me. It's no one else's responsibility, but my own. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's been a big part of the journey. It's like, okay, I'm the parent figure now. Like, come here. Like, let me love on you. Like you're safe. (laughs) My little buddy. Um, Yeah. It's just remembering that we're so capable of healing her and helping her remember that she's safe and that she's doing amazing, that she's, gonna do all the things that she puts her mind to puts her body to I should say (laughs) yeah it's so true thank you for sharing all of that you've already touched on it a little bit but can you expand a little bit more on how you connect to her these days I know you do definitely Mm. womb work yes um I would say with my inner child a lot of well I will write notes to her something that I found is very powerful. Um, again, I have my bunny, <laughs> my little, um, but if you have pictures of yourself too, from childhood and really connecting to different ages and just starting to notice, maybe there's one picture that your face looks a little unsettled when you were three. Um, and it's maybe writing to that version of her. Um, I had an experience the other day where I just, I was having a lot of shadow come up around my voice and my expression. And I was like, okay, here's a perfect opportunity to reparent myself. Like I wrote myself this note that was like, hey, little Sarah, like your words are so powerful. Like you are heard here. I'm here. I hear you. Um, Your words are so sacred. They have so much power and meaning. And it's just every little time trying to reparent that. Um, Just reminding her that, yes, you're so powerful. Another thing I've done, uh, this was like, kind of uncomfortable but I tried to go to some places that I would go to in my childhood so I actually a few weeks ago went to my I went to Catholic school I went on a Sunday I went to the church I grew up in when no one was there and I sat in the front row and I was just trying to understand I was like, what did I leave here what piece of me am I reclaiming and kind of going in with that intention of like I'm going to pick her up like okay come back here And it felt really weird being there because I was like, wow, I feel like nothing's changed, but it felt like I went and retrieved her in a way Um, and like put her back in my pocket or put her in my backpack. I'm like, okay, on for the ride. So I encourage anybody, if you're able to do that, go back to places that you spent in your childhood. I just went to a park. I used to play soccer at literally yesterday and drove around and I was like, wow, I haven't been here in 10 years. And it was very weird. Um, but I felt like just another piece of my essence. It's like, okay, not that you always have to do it physically, but maybe even taking yourself back through a visualization of how, who was I at these places? Can I bring her back into my body and give her a place and give her acknowledgement for that version of me that was there? So super powerful practice and just bringing the awareness to it, I think is really helpful. I love those so much. Yeah, bringing them back, 
bringing them back. Mm. So powerful. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, I would love to lead into who you are today and, you know, we're ever flowing. So, you know, yeah. this is from day to day, but yeah. think of Sahar now and mm. little Sarah and that transition. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go there, you know, that, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so just for everybody listening, I have been going by Sahar, which is not my given name. <laughs> um, I grew up as Sarah, which loved that version of me too. But I went through a big family transition, just stepping into my own power and um, some family relationships got really rocky. And I didn't feel like my name resonated anymore with my being. I felt like there were so many ties to it that version of me that just wasn't anymore. I mean, she's integrated, but I just didn't, I was like, this just doesn't feel like me. Um, so as I move forward, like reclaiming all these pieces of me, I've learned so many things like the womb wisdom, the inner child, human design, which that's a whole other thing. Um, but it's been cool to really feel into who is it that I want to be. Um, the name Sahar actually had, had been coming to me in meditation for a lot of I was channeling Jesus, who I call Yeshua, and Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary. And I just couldn't stop hearing this name and seeing it. And it's funny because it actually means awakening. I can't remember what language, but it also means moon. So I was like, oh, of course. Like, of course it means that just with all the womb wisdom stuff. Um, but I feel like I'm still, as we all are, in this transformation of really embodying my highest self who I see as Sahar as like this goddess, priestess, womb woman that's just incredible. And also though, bringing back little Sarah and that version of me, it, who I was, and even the version of myself a year ago who went through a huge transition in the relationship. Um, so it's been cool because I've been wanting to move forward and really show up and serve and share my own medicine, all the things that I've been healing and learning. Um, but it's been cool because the timing hasn't quite landed in the way that I thought it was. I know you and I have talked about this, um, but it's really trusting in this part of the journey that's like, okay, it's all like coming together at the perfect moment. It's like you're not able to force it too soon. It's like, there's a reason things are at the timing that they are, that they're all like marinating as they need to. Um, so it feels cool just to feel like I'm getting closer and closer to this version I wanna be. And of course we're always in this transitional phase, but I finally feel like, okay, I'm settling here. Like my nervous system's settling. I'm really able to gather my wisdom and feel grounded in it without feeling so overwhelmed that's been a big part of the journey so I know that was kind of a long-winded answer all over the place but it's kind of what the journey feels like most of the time all over the place yeah, exactly that's why it was it's so perfect I yeah my cheeks hurt so I, just, I can see you I can see uh, it's so true yeah. you you are like truly mm. glowing in that expression and she is mm. here that high version like yeah thank you yeah, I know that this journey that you're on is just so divine and 
it's going to mm. be so powerful for all yeah. who are in contact with you. So mm, thank you. I fully receive that. I'm like, oh, feels so nice. My <laughs> <laughs> oh. cheeks are on a little. <laughs> I know, same. I'm like, oh my gosh, my sweet little cheeks are both like geeking, smiling. It's so funny. Are just like little little girls, just <laughs> sleep over. <laughs> I love that. Oh. <gasps> Is there a specific time in your life that sticks out as the most impactful? Yes. So the first thing that comes to my mind is, I mean, there's been a lot of moments, obviously we all have them. Um, but I would say the most impactful thing that shifted literally everything is a breakup that I went through, um, in January and it pretty much shifted literally my whole entire life. Um, this person was incredible and I ended up walking away. Um, so I'm a generator, as you know, in human design and the whole concept is listening to my gut response and knowing like you're lit up and expansive when something's right for you and contracted when something's not. And I started to feel that kind of niggle in my stomach, despite how much love I have for him. And I still have for him. Um, but I got that niggle in my stomach that was like, it's time to go. Um, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Um, so that was a huge portal in itself of listening to my gut response, despite my mind completely saying another thing. Um, but I will say from this relationship, I realized I had been operating in such a toxic masculine frequency of like overworking and trying to lead and, um, be that more like controlling energy. And it wasn't until I realized, oh my gosh, I'm not operating from my feminine, which is my core, um, that everything shifted. So what happened was I broke up with him and it was so challenging, but I was like, I want to be in my feminine and this, the polarity is just not quite there in the way that I want it to be. I really want this like strong, masculine grounded presence. Um, I want to be in my feminine. And so anyways, we broke up and I decided a week later, I was supposed to start my next pack of birth control pills. And I was like, I'm not taking them. It's something I'd wanted to do for a while, um, but I knew I wanted to be more in tune with my body. And from there, so I ditched the pills. I was like, I'm not taking these anymore and started to learn about my cycle. And I mean, I full fledged, like went straight into the depths of the feminine. I mean, the amount of grief that was there from this relationship ending, I was like, oh my God, I'm so scary and dark. Who is this? but I felt so much power from her. I was like, I have never felt an expression like this. I fully felt my wild woman, my priestess energy, like reclaiming my goddess, my inner goddess in my body, um, which was so huge, just that reclamation of the feminine. And so that in itself, like was its whole portal, um, so challenging, but so like, I would never change it like anything that happened. But then about two months later in March, because I was in January, I got a message from my family, my parents, and they had seen my Instagram, which I had started sharing about sexuality and putting womb blood on my face, like 
talking about all of these things, the feminine and her power and intuition and everything. And I mean, basically my world like blew up. Like I didn't, there was so much turmoil with my family of just them feeling like I was like embarrassing them. And it was so much. Um, and so our relationship's still quite fractured actually. And just with my siblings, it's been challenging, but it's, I've never been able to stray from this path now to the feminine. I'm so devoted to her and to bringing this to other women. And it's been so dark, which is the path of the feminine. I mean, you go to the underworld, you go to your darkest shadows. And so this whole period of my life, this past year in itself has been so transformational because it's like my spirit needed something to rock me so deeply to my core to be like, I've got to uncover this medicine within you because it's in there. Um, so yeah, I know that's kind of all over the place, but the, the path of how this is all uncovered within my body, it feels like such a soul journey. And I want to say like my destiny, but that feels sort of silly. Um, but it's just been the hardest, most challenging year of my life. Um, just so much grief. And I mean, there's been moments where I'm like, I don't know how I handle all these feelings of just feeling so alone and lonely at times, but then also feeling the expansiveness of consciousness and feminine power and intuition and unconditional love. There's no, it's undeniable like what that feels like. And so despite the trigger my parents feel for me, um, cause I believe it's all just a reflection of things like the wounds are there. It's just, I'm uncovering them and it feels scary to people around me in my life of like, what the heck are you doing? Like, who do you think you are to talk about these things? But I've, I've never felt like it's more important to talk about these concepts, um, to help people get back into the body, to just remember their power and the unity and the love. Um, so yeah, I feel like I needed this crumbling in this tornado energy. It feels like to really remember like, okay, you have a purpose here. You have a big message to bring to people. This stuff's so important. And so I feel so honored despite some days when it feels like I'm getting my booty kicked, but I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. I'll never give up despite what it looks like. I'm like, there's no stopping this message from getting out, even if it gets to one person I'm like it's so important so yeah that's kind of long-winded but here we are (laughs) thank you yeah thank you for being vulnerable thank you for sharing that and thank Mm. you for being in it and meeting it exactly like head on and then coming out on the other end and you're still in the processes and healing but it's Mm -hmm. like wow wow you're thank you for seeing me (laughs) Yeah. And what a beautiful, even if they don't see it now, what a beautiful reflection and honestly, like a release for them, even if they don't know it, that it's happening. It's cool too. Just the whole journey. Like we talked about earlier, I'm like, well, it's not even just for me anymore. It's for my future children. So I don't pass along these traumas to them. It really feels like I've devoted to it now. I'm like, it's, it stops with me, like for my whole lineage. I'm like, this is not going to be passed down to my children. I'm sure other things will unintentionally. Um, but it's, 
I'm so devoted to healing those things because it's like, it doesn't have to be passed down this fear, this shame, this guilt. I'm like, that is not what we're doing anymore. We are changing the paradigm. It's, it's up to us. So if anybody listening, like if you feel that call, like it's you just know you're not alone and it feels so scary sometimes and it feels isolating and lonely, but you're so capable um, just for anybody that feels like they need that today. Cause I know I need that pretty much every day to remind myself of like, it's so important and integral and our own journeys matter so much so we can go out into the world and share it. So by going inwards, you're able to go outwards. It's so important. Full circle. It's so, yeah. so important. Yeah. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Oh, we have reached the rapid fire section. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm so bad at these. <laughs> oh, I'm no, ready. they don't have to be fast. Take your time. <laughs> no rush. <laughs> what mm. lights you up? Hmm feeling, (laughs) um, nature, my body, just experiencing love and deep connection with humans and seeing them and all of their own stuff. Um, it really truly lights me up just for us to reflect back our greatness, one another, um, and our uniqueness. It's something that I just am so excited about that we're also beautifully unique and we all have our own seasons and our own energies that suit us best and that we're able to honor each other in it that's currently what's coming through and that feels so good and so exciting my whole system just lit up honestly hmm. oh I'm, I'm honestly so lit up by that <laughs> what are your favorite daily practices obviously we don't always do them every day but something mm-hmm. we love just what brings you joy that you would love to do every day if you could yes I honestly intuitive dancing um when I started really doing dance back in January that's when everything shifted because you drop instantly into the body you're moving through the energies that are stuck and you don't even need to know what they are So I encourage anyone, if you can just put one song on and it doesn't even matter what you look like and let yourself close your eyes and move however your body wants to move, it will change your life because it's so powerful. Um, But also I do daily journaling. It's so powerful and helpful for me to get all my thoughts down on paper and whatever needs to flow through will come through. So the journaling and the dancing for sure, two huge things in my life. I would be wild without them (laughs) yeah I'm I'm in the same boat the intuitive dancing I really feel it the moment you just release it and just go and just move your body whatever Mm -hmm. let it be yeah even right before this call I was like okay let me dance for like 15 minutes I mean some weird emotions were coming up but it was like felt so good just to release it's like okay you don't need to know what that is just let it flow through somewhere in your body so just let it let it go mm. um, or dance with it and just integrate it and it's such a powerful practice it's huge mm. good what are you reading lately um I always have like five books at a time <laughs> um this morning I was reading a book called Swamplands of the Soul um his last name is Hopkins I think I can't remember his first name, um, but it's something my therapist actually recommended to me. It's kind of dark, 
but it's literally about going to your darkest shadows at the pit of the well um, and getting to know intimately that area. So instead of trying to like climb out of the well and be like, okay, I'm fine. I'm going to climb out. I feel great. It's like getting to know your depression, your darkest depression, your guilt, your fear, your anger. Um, so super powerful book that I just started, but it's really good. And then I'm also, I just started taking charge of your fertility, which I have right next to me. Um, Cause I want to start tracking fertility signs. Um, just so I can like really teach women about that um, because we're not taught that in school or nobody really knows what their fertility is like. So I am really excited about bringing that in. I always have so many books though. That's currently the two. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I have to do multi-book club over yes. here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and little segue, I would I do want to actually, this is this is an important topic for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that fertility is not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You're not yeah. all the time. Right. And that's something um that's so cool. It's by tracking temperature, cervical fluid, cervical height. And really getting intimate with your body. Um, she tells you exactly what's up. Like, so I'm so excited. I'll keep you updated on how that journey goes. There's a whole tracking method. And yeah, I'm Everyone so thrilled. Everyone will give you all that info in, in a little yes, bit. Yeah, yes. follow her. And so you also can get the info when she shares it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Do you know your sun, moon, and rising? I do. So I'm a Capricorn sun, which sometimes I resonate with that. Sometimes I don't. Um, I'm a Pisces moon and a cancer rising. So lots of feelings, a lot of emotions, a lot of water, very feminine. Um, but then I think the Capricorn, definitely that independent, likes to be alone, likes to get work done. Um, yeah, it's a fun little mixture, but definitely lots of feelings there. And the groundedness, like you do mm-hmm. really have that earth energy. Mm-hmm. Thank I you. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. I never, I don't see that as well. I never remember that I have that. I often feel ungrounded. So thank you just for that mirror, because I needed to hear that. I think today. Of course. And your life path number. Um, I believe I'm a four is what in my, so yes, I'm pretty sure. And that was with my given name, Sarah. Right. Um, and so, I'm going to do a chart for her. Yes. Because I, I think I looked it up, but I can't remember what number. I remember there was a lot of nines in that chart. So it felt like I was really completing the cycle there. I'm like, okay. Um, but I would love to know what that one is. Oh, we're yeah. going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll put it in the show notes too. We'll yeah, perfect. <laughs> And your human design is a generator, you said. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on your human design? Sure. Yes. Um, for whoever knows human design, I am a 2-4 sacral generator. So I have a lot of hermit, aka natural energy and networking, outgoing energy um, and sacral, which is just I make decisions from my gut response and a generator just does what she gets lit up by. So I love human design so much. Yes. And yeah. you guys light us up and I love it. Yes. My last guest was a generator as well. So, so yes, I love that. Yeah. Like both of you just make me like my, 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 oh, my, I, my, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> I feel that. So amazing. 
What color most represents you today? Mm, I love that question. Um, so I always would say happy yellow is my favorite color, but I feel like I'm so drawn to red right now just because I want to embody more of this fiery, strong energy. Um, so yeah, I love kind of like a crimsony, you know, more of like a maroon red, kind of like a dark, like, um the color of blood lol <laughs> I'm like I don't know I just love that color I'm like it's so beautiful <laughs> I was literally when you were talking I was getting like purpley aura energy from mm -hmm. you too like a deep purple so yeah. beautiful well, it's funny you say that because I, well, I was looking around my room I'm like hmm, what describes me right now because I have so much water too so like I mean I was thinking about blue so I mean that's honestly resonates so much. <laughs> just kind of like purpley in between. I'm like, let's just do both mixed together. It's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. love you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear radically loving? Mm -hmm. I just feel like expansiveness. I just feel like my heart is just wide open and it just encompasses everything. That kind of love that literally touches every crevice, every being, every shadow and just illuminates the heck out of it. Oh, that feels really good, actually. Mm, I love that question. Oh, thank you for that reflection. Yeah. <laughs> and what is in the realm of possibilities for the next six months to come? What are we manifesting? You know, what are we yes. putting out there? Um, so I actually am hoping to have an exciting announcement on Monday if I can get all my things together. Um, it will be already announced then by the time this is recorded. So everyone, yes. check it out. <laughs> yeah, check out everybody. Um, definitely just some exciting creations that I feel like I'm really getting excited and ready to birth. Um, the timing is starting to feel a little bit more aligned and yeah, um, hopefully, well, not hopefully manifesting a move here in the end of January, not quite sure where yet, but I'm like, okay, source, I'm open to wherever I'm meant to go. So, um, yeah, just, I really feel like that over the next six months, especially, it's going to be a huge transitional phase for me of just, this has been sort of my super shadow year in a way, um, like a lot of people, I imagine. But I really feel like next year, um, well, in my numerology chart around 27 and a half, which I'll be 27 in January. So around June time is when I start to shift into a six energy. So one to a six I'm like okay I feel like some harmonies coming and like just some settling because I've been in this one energy of trying to like carve my way and self-expression and breaking away from the family system um so I'm excited for just sort of this settling in my nervous system and really landing in my body and my spirit and really sharing my medicine from there I feel like it's gonna be a big shift these next six months yeah. You said you were in a nine year. Um, I, I can't remember. I know whenever you do like the Saturn return or that little tidbit of the chart, I was in a one to, I was about 27 and a half and then it changes to a six. Yeah. We're going to, I know we'll have to, 
we'll look at it all I'm excited I kind of feel into the energy too yeah well I well we're so excited to see all of it happen to you and it is going to happen and yeah I just wish you the best of luck and where can people find you and reach out to you and yes so I'm on um Instagram at Sahar which is S-A-R (laughs) <laughs> that's not it s-a-h-a-r dot sloan s-l-o-a-n on instagram currently that's really where i'm just spending most of my time so if y'all ever want to chat please send me a dm um voice note i'd love to catch up and connect and yeah just get to know everyone so it's currently where i'm just hanging out my sweet little instagram so sweet so beautiful and powerful so oh, thank you you guys gotta check that out and send her yes. some loves and yes. yeah, I'm just oh, so happy. I know this has been so fun just chatting and connecting and thank you so much for having me on and just holding the space and you as your projector self truly seeing me and thank you. I am so honored to hold this space with you and yeah I'm just so grateful that everyone who is listening gets to hear your magic because you are mm. so amazing you. sweet friend and oh, so i love you <laughs> oh. Oh. well have a beautiful rest of your day guys thank you sahar yes thank you, thank you everyone bye guys.